I ask your forgiveness in advance. Oh, it feels so good to breathe without a mask on. <laughs> Even as we were singing coming in, I got up here and I was like, man, this is hard. And I was like, oh, it's, it's just so free. I was talking to my sister the other day. She's up in New Hampshire and she's a COVID-19 nurse. And she wears one of those N95 masks. And it's amazing, you know, how much oxygen we're not getting that we're used to getting when we're wearing one of those masks. But even the lighter ones, I call them the cheater ones, they too, I notice the difference when I'm wearing them. And, it's, and I guess I notice really right after I take it off, I'm like, I feel like, wow, I can breathe more freely, more deeply. My sister Kristen is, and I was telling her, I said, well, down here, you know, in Venice, as the things are starting to open up a little bit, and I said, I, I joined some friends for lunch outside the other day, and she said, I am so jealous. I'm moving. I'm coming to Florida. And she's been, between her work, just coming home, and the rest of the family, they're all in their little shelter-in-place zone. And she says, it's been great with all this quality time with her kids, but she says, I am ready to get out. I am just, I'm ready to be done with all this. Today we celebrate Pentecost. And when you think about the disciples and what they were experiencing after the resurrection and off and on throughout the last 50 days was in a large part a self-imposed quarantine. What was it that kept them inside? That kept them not wanting to be out in public? They were afraid. They were fearful. Fearful that they would be connected with, associated with Jesus. I think also they experienced some anxiety, some confusion, because there had been these reports that Jesus had risen, and they're not so sure about that. I think they also experienced some guilt and some shame for having abandoned Jesus. And so when, when Jesus comes to them, as we heard in the gospel, notice that Jesus' first words to them was not, where were you Friday? Jesus is not there to shame them for abandoning him. His first words are, peace be with you, shalom. Those are Jesus' first words. It is a blessing. And what is it that he does? He breathes on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whoever sins you retain are retained. I think it's worth noting that Jesus did not give the apostles the power to read minds. He gave them the power to forgive sins. Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whoever sins you retain. Whoever sins you do not forgive are not forgiven. Implicit is that those sins would need to be confessed. 
I think today as we celebrate Pentecost, the birth of the church, the sending of the Holy Spirit, it's to link together the Holy Spirit with reconciliation. When the priest and or the bishop gives you absolution, the first part of the prayer is this. I won't do the whole thing because then you'd all get general absolution and we're not supposed to do that. But here's the first part of it. God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Has sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. I love that the image of Jesus breathing on the disciples. How often people would share with me that after confession, particularly something that really weighed on their heart, they say, I feel like I breathe freer and more different. It's like you feel when you go down to church here today and you take the mask off, you're all going to go, <sighs> but you know there's going to be a time before you leave the church where for a few brief moments we let you take your mask off. You know, unless you're a priest and you're up here preaching. But that is just before you receive Jesus in the Eucharist. But you're not just receiving Jesus. When we receive the Eucharist, we get all of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and I just think that it's worth pausing to be aware of when I take my mask off, I'm going to like take this fresh air in but I'm also going to be breathing in, taking into my system, into my body, into my lungs, into my bloodstream, the Holy Spirit as well. You know, Jesus came to the apostles because they were locked up in their fear and their anxiety and their shame and their confusion. And he gave them the Holy Spirit and he was pointing them to their mission. He's not here to remind them of their past, but of their mission, what he's calling them to today and into the future. And I think that is so powerful for us because Jesus is always calling us to say, eyes up here. So often when we fall into sin and we get discouraged, we can just be focused on ourselves, And we think the sin is what defines us. And Jesus is like, no, I define you. And I have a calling on your life. And I'm calling you in and through my Holy Spirit to go and do it. And we see in the, in the first reading, when the Holy Spirit comes upon all those gathered in the upper room, how they are radically changed. Jesus gave them what they needed so they can live a full, vibrant life. A life in Christ. Here's my question. To you as jesus comes to you today on this feast of pentecost as he comes knocking on the upper door of your heart the upper room of your soul he's not actually he, he does knock but he comes right in but he does wait for us to ask him lord what is it that i need for you and so I just want to present that question for you and just pause for a moment and let the Holy Spirit answer it. So just be prepared in your heart. Don't try too hard. Don't think. Just whatever comes to you, comes to you. As God comes to you on the Feast of Pentecost, what is the gift? What is the grace 
that you need now in your life you want to ask God for? What's going to help you live more free, more faithful, more vibrant? Ask for the gifts. Ask for the graces. Today's a great feast, and God does not want to portion out His Holy Spirit. And that's the truth. He hasn't. But we need to let Him stir into flame the gifts that He's already given us. And so as we prepare our hearts to encounter the mystery and the fullness of God and the Eucharist, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let's just pray for the grace that the the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the ones that we really need right now to live a free, full, vibrant life, that He would stir those aflame in our hearts. That we'd be hungry and thirsty for more. Amen?